Attention all you rule breakers, you misfits and troublemakers, all you free spirits and pioneers, all you visionaries and nonconformists. Everything the establishment has told you is wrong with you is actually what's right with you. You see things others don't. You are hardwired to change the world. You are listening to the Spiritual Activist Radio Show, and I am Rahasia Uncensored where we look at the world not as it is, but as we know it can be, if and only if we have the courage to question the answers we've been given. This is our world, and it's time for us to take it back. Hello, and here is Rahasi Uncensored again with the BBS Radio, and I'm also on Rumble at rumble.com forward slash user forward slash Rahasi Uncensored. And um, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, be prepared because I'm not going to put the whole thing up there because I can't. Uh, YouTube will give me another strike. Uh, they've even gone back in time like three years to give me strikes. So um, I'm going to put a little bit up there. But if you want to watch the whole thing, you'll have to go to bbsradio.com forward slash spiritual activist. Or go to my Rumble channel, which is forward slash user forward slash Rahasi Uncensored. I'm going to try to get that user out of there. Uh, I'm just now starting to promote my channel. I've been, let's just say, hesitant about getting out there in public view too much. I've unplugged myself from my magazine. I closed it down because I was getting too much weirdness and becoming a target. And I was too vulnerable. Uh, Our outdoor stands were getting uh, vandalized and all kinds of messages put on them. And, you know, how did I know that men could have babies? I I had no idea. Uh, How did I know that there was hundreds of gender types and they're all fluid? Uh, It's cold up here. Look at this. Um, I live up in the forest, about 3,000 feet. So right now it's it's pretty chilly out. So I think today's show is going to be pretty remarkable because we're going to cover some, some of the latest things that's happening and uncovering what's going on. And believe it or not, we are winning. And when I say we, people ask me, what is the difference between we and them? Well, I can say what the difference is between myself and them. Myself, I get up every day and spend a good portion of the day when I'm looking at information, trying desperately to prove myself wrong, because I I wish I was wrong. I I hope someday we're all going to be standing around the campfire, understanding that there's thousands of genders and it's all okay. Biden just had a speech impediment and we're all going to be singing around some fireplace or something. But I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, You know, I I think if we keep up in this direction, we're going to end up under NATO communist rule. Uh, It's already happening. It's it's like uh, nothing you have to sort of guess at or believe or not believe. I still remember some old lady telling me down in Chico one day after I put – on her front page, chemtrails. She said, well, I don't believe in chemtrails. 
how do you explain to somebody that, especially a little old lady, without seeming patronizing, that it's not a belief system? I, I told her, just look look up. And she looked up. She says, well, oh, what is that? I said, it's chemtrails. You know, the thing that you don't believe in. And it's not a religion. You know, it's something we have to really get past. There's certain things I do believe in, <clears throat> for lack of evidence, mostly. Um, I guess that's why I wouldn't fit totally into the Christian category, because uh, I'm sort of like staying open to this whole thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know if any of that's true. I could believe it, but it, it's... Uh, not something I'm willing to bet my eternal existence on and stop searching. Uh, I, I'm. I want to know, gnosis. I, I want to know, uh, at least to the best of my ability. But today we're going to be looking at some really, really interesting news clips. And uh, yes, I get some of my news clips off of Band Dot Video uh, with that um, Sandy Hook guy. Uh, I, I still, when I bring up Alex Jones, I, I get the thing, oh, you mean the Sandy Hook guy? <sighs> yeah, 24 minutes of him talking about Sandy Hook out of a million plus minutes that he's been on air. And that's how he's known. But that that's that symbolizes the plan. He's been uh, sued for close to a trillion dollars now. Um uh, that's more money than most countries have. And and other people are getting sued with outrageous amounts. But we're fighting back and we are winning. That's the good news. The bad news is they're going to, they've already doubled down. Now they're going to triple and quadruple down. And, you know, the, the war in the Ukraine isn't working. People aren't going for it the way they used to with Afghanistan and Iraq and the Gulf, everything. I mean, it's just an endless wars. Um, we're not going for it, people. We're not going for it. Uh, the racism, it's working for some people. Uh, I don't even want to say what kind of people they are because that would seem a little bit not racist, but uh, symbolic of a, a certain mental type. Um, but most people are waking up to the fact that we're all just human beings trying to muddle our way through this quagmire of chaos that's been created for the most part. If we just back off and let nature take its course, yeah, it could get a little bit bumpy here and there. It always does. But at least we could be in a more in the natural frequency of things happening. And most of my podcasts, if you've been watching them, I pretty much always revert back to the underlying problem, which is Wetiko what the Gnostics call the Archons, the Islamic people call the Jinn, Christians call demonic spirits. And um, I think about here is, is where I better, if you're watching on YouTube, switch over to rumble.com forward slash user forward slash Rahasi Uncensored or go to my BBS radio channel. They don't censor me either. That's bbsradio.com forward slash spiritual activist and um, we'll see you over there meanwhile back at the ranch where we still have a, a little bit of uh, free speech uh, we're going to go on now we'll show you this uh, 
I, I had to put myself in this uh, little category down here. Thought you'd get a kick out of it. I I seen this little bench down in uh, Chico, and uh, I mean, people are don't they don't want to see it. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to talk about it. Which, if you don't see it and hear it, you can't talk about it because you don't know what you're talking about, and that's a trouble. If maybe if they wouldn't talk, it'd be better. But you know what? I want to know everything that's going on, the good, the bad, and uh, and back to the people that are us and them, their biggest thing. I get up every day trying to prove myself wrong to some extent, you know, make sure I'm on the right track. They get up every day spending a 100% of their time trying to prove themselves right at any cost at doubling down, at saying the most bizarre, absurd things. And it leads to what we're in right now. Open borders, where they're just coming across the border in droves of people. Uh, we don't know who's coming across. But we do know that drugs are coming across. And we do know that children are coming across and be sold into sex slavery. And our government is right behind it, trying to transport them, put them into strangers' hands. I mean... These are the kind of things that most people can't see, they don't want to hear, and they don't want anybody to talk about it. But you know what? <laughs> we need to talk about it because these are little kids, and they're the freshest thing from the creator that you can get. And I think that's why they're targeting them, too. If you look at any kind of satanic practices, why don't they just um, crucify or mutilate old people. Uh, there's no fun in that, I guess. And that, that's a weird thing. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer, all these serial killers and rapists, they're not doing it just because they're sick. They're doing it because they enjoy what they're doing. They actually enjoy it. And these globalists, they're enjoying the chaos right now. They're enjoying the death. Leave no doubt in your mind about that. So... Let's, um, since we're off of YouTube now, I, I'm going to, probably, I think the best thing to do is show a little bit of what a lot of people are getting from their news. And maybe this will give you oh, a little bit of empathy and compassion and patience, uh, you know, when they start getting in your face and calling you all kinds of names and disinformation and conspiracy theory and all that. So let, let's uh, let's take a look at what they look at. Now, this is what they listen to. And you tell me if it's, uh, well, we'll go into it. So I'm getting, I'm getting the Pfizer vaccine, Doc. This is uh, two vaccines over, spread out over uh, three weeks? Yes, over 21 days. Mm -hmm. And, and, I'm, I'm going to ask the question because a lot of people, is it safe? Absolutely. We get asked that a lot, but, you know, the clinical trials really showed its efficacy, and we've uh, seen hundreds and th hundreds of thousands of doses since, and everybody's doing rather quite well. So okay. A lot of people want to know, once you get the vaccine, especially after you get two doses. Everybody's doing quite well except the people that died and are having adverse effects, which are by the VAERS website, which is the CDC website. There's 2 million people that's had serious adverse effects. Thousands of people have died. The last time I checked, it was, I think it was like 15,000. And 
They say that that is only 1% traditionally of the reported cases. So, Do I still need to wear a mask? Yes, that's actually a key component of, <laughs> of keeping us all safe. We're not going to know uh, who has had the vaccine. We're also going to take some time in terms of getting up to enough people to where we can really take these masks off. So mask wearing is going to be with us for some time now. Once I'm fully vaccinated, can I still be asymptomatic and spread COVID? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's not what the clinical trials looked at. So we're hopeful the answer is no. As with most diseases, when you get some immunity. There's your hopium for the day. We're hoping you wouldn't then be able to then transmit it. But we're going to see as these things go, and we'll have a little bit more information coming. You know, a lot of people are saying, well, I'm, I'm going to wait until we get herd immunity, uh, so I don't really need to get vaccinated. Pop that balloon for me, would you? Yeah, that's it. Notice how this doctor shakes his head like he's talking to a bunch of little kids or something. It's, it's sickening. One, because herd immunity really comes at about 85 to 90 percent. And the only way to get there is if everybody goes for the vaccine. Mm -hmm. We're going to get that. Actually, the only way to get the herd immunity is if everybody catches a disease and their immune system stabilizes that particular virus. But you know, I'm not a doctor. What do I know? I only know what researchers and experts are telling me. And they're all telling me different things. But my experience has been to see people get very, very, very sick after they've taken the vaccine. 18% by people who couldn't get it because of a medical illness or something along those lines. So we all have to do our part. We have to go get the vaccine to really create that herd immunity. So after I get this first dose, what am I going to feel? So the first dose, you're going to feel a little bit of the soreness in the arm there. Uh -huh. So not unlike the flu vaccine. Uh, but you're going to be up and on the Today Show tomorrow morning, no problem. Yeah, you might also feel a little bit of nausea, a little bit of dizziness, a little bit of heart congestion, a little bit of pain, and you might die in a few days, too. So, you know, there is that little thing that they don't really tell people. This is what people are, are getting, you know, full time on the corporate news media and I don't know why people even watch it anymore, to be honest with you. But let's take a look at what some of the, the truth of the matter is. Now, obviously, we can't really talk about vaccinations unless we talk about um, Fauci and what's going on. This guy is going to get in trouble. I, I, I'm starting to see that now where there's no way he's going to get out of this. I mean, if he gets out of this, we're all like, sort of screwed because um, the evidence is in. I mean, fully in. It's not even uh, a matter of questioning it or wondering about it or anything. So let's listen to this. And this is a little bit of Fauci's another farewell uh, statement. Goodbyes are always hard. But as the saying goes, don't be sad it's over. Be glad it happened. But in his final month on the throne of science, Dr. Anthony Fauci is having a tough time saying goodbye to the cameras. We keep thinking Fauci's done his farewell interview, but then he does another and another and another. The science tells us it's actually more dangerous to get between Fauci and a camera than it is to catch COVID. Today, he stopped by the Washington Post, where he left them with one last departing message. To much of the country, you're a hero. To another significant portion of the country, you've become the villain. How do you hope people are going to... 
And notice she says a significant portion of the country, not just a small portion. They know what's going on. Remember you. Well, you're right. There is a a, a, di- a dichotomy in in and and if I think if you do the numbers with all due respect to the people who hate me, I think you're outnumbered by the people who feel differently. Isn't living in a delusion great? You you can have your own reality and uh, somehow make it through life until reality comes knocking on your door. Then you do. Fauci's reading his own press clippings. I've seen my poll numbers. They're pretty good. He wants you to remember him as a hero, even though he was wrong on the travel ban, masks, lockdown, school closures, warp speed, vaccine effectiveness, vaccine mandates, and the lab leak. So... That's Fauci. This is the guy that's been calling all of the shots for us. And I think it's time to really, really start looking at this and getting ready. Because do you think that they're not going to do this again? Yeah, they're going to do it again. And the the trouble is, and here's where you have to be really circumspect and wonder what is really going on? Because if they do the lockdowns again, I think most people at this point, they're just going to say, you know what, screw you. I'm not going to lock down. But what if the virus is really real? They're, they're experimenting and they've been caught, but you know, that that doesn't mean anything. They've been experimenting with viruses, coronaviruses that would have a kill rate of 80%, where this coronavirus we just went through was like, 99.99 something percent of the people didn't even die at all. Uh, what if they come up with something really, 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 really bad? I mean, uh, it's something to think about. So we, we got to keep an eye on these people because they're coming for us. They're coming for us. So let's listen a little bit more, Fauci. And, and Rand Paul is on here, too. So We keep thinking Fauci's done his farewell interview. But then he does another and another and another. The science tells us it's actually more dangerous to get between Fauci and a. Okay. Uh, I mean, so let's listen to a little bit more of Fauci. I don't know how much of this guy I can take, but let's listen to a little bit more. Ideologies were spilling over into an uh, agenda or a discussion of what should have been purely public health issues. And being the person who's very visible in that regard, I became the target. The enemy is the virus. It's not each other. And if you look around at some of the things that have gone on in our country, it appears that we are more enemies of each other than we are of the virus. Uh, Philosopher Fauci, where do you get this deep knowledge? No hero should ever be the target. But every hero should always admit they're not perfect, which Dr. Fauci had a tough time doing. Is there a moment of your career that you wish? Now, this is good. (laughs) You could do over. (laughs) You know, um, Yasmin, no. And I know they're going to people are going to respond to that. who say, well, what does he think? He's perfect. Absolutely. I'm the first to admit I'm far from perfect. But when you say do over, you know, I really can't see something that I would do completely over. 
<laughs> Senator Rand Paul joins us now. Don't you love it when someone asks you what you've done wrong in your life and you pause for about 40 seconds and scratch your chin? <laughs> Let me count the ways. Likely, likely there is no public figure or public health figure that has made a greater error in judgment than Dr. Fauci. The error in judgment was to fund gain-of-function research in a totalitarian country, fund research that allowed them to create super viruses that in all likelihood accidentally leaked into the public and caused 7 million people to die. Think about it. This is right up there with decisions, some of them malevolent or military to kill millions of people. This accidental, but it goes to judgment. Talk about errors. You think he might apologize to the world for funding research that allowed super viruses to be created in a lab, a lab that was not properly outfitted for safety that people were already reporting was dangerous to support that that type of research and then to look the other way and say nothing to see here and to cover it up. For the last two years, he's been covering his tracks, but we've got him red handed and he won't get away. Historically, he will be remembered for one of the worst judgments in the history of modern medicine. Criminally, this would probably fall under involuntary manslaughter. But we're not in a criminal court, so I guess it's just politics. Six million people can die worldwide, and it's, oops, I was probably right. No one asked me any questions. You're going to be asking some tough questions in the next couple days. You're playing a game of chicken. I'm hearing the Defense Department is not getting funded unless they hire back unvaxxed military men and women. How do you think that's going to play out? You know, our young men and women who volunteer, we have an all-volunteer army, that volunteer to defend our country, to put their lives on the line, they deserve to have their religious freedom as well as their medical choices and freedom to decide what goes into their body. We know this, and this is a scientific fact. The vaccine does not prevent you from getting an infection. It doesn't prevent you from transmitting an infection. And for young people, there isn't significant evidence to show that it reduces the severity or the hospitalization. The military's become so woke and they're, they're demanding you get a vaccine that you don't need. So something's got to change. Yeah, something's got to change real quick because our military, <clears throat> most of the military experts right now that aren't bought off and woke to death, they're saying within five years, if we don't change things, we're not going to have a standing army. Um, I think five years is being very generous. I would say within two or three years, we're not going to have a standing army that could actually guard our shores or our border because they're not doing it now. You know, if they're going to get even worse and more sick and more woke and walking around in high heels, I don't think they're going to be able to protect us. So let's let's be honest, folks. We're not going back to some normal days, even if we win. This is over. We've lost the, the first phase of this. They, they have won. They've inoculated. They, there's 12 billion inoculations that are out there. Half of the world has been jabbed with these toxic, poisonous shots. And now it's coming out. <clears throat> Go to rumble.com and put in died suddenly and watch that video. My goodness. Watch the video. Watch 2,000 mules. It, it, it's 
right in front of us. They're actually admitting it. And if you want to go back in time, you can read their white papers. You can read the Devil's Group. You can read what DARP has been planning. Go to the CERN website. And on their website, they're talking about the fact that I'm in originally because we did a whole issue on this in the Lotus Guide. I put CERN, should we be concerned on the cover? Because by the director's own admission, they're trying to open up portals to let in interdimensional entities into our realm. And this doesn't even cover the scientists that go to work after everybody else goes home. They call it the living room where the scientists get together and do these other experiments that are beyond belief. But now on their website, on the CERN website, you can find it for yourself. Go there. They're saying that they have accomplished that. They have let interdimensional beings come in to our realm. And their biggest goal is to be able to get us to go back through that portal into that realm. Um, I mean... Do you really want to sign up to go to hell? I mean, what's on that other side? The beings that's coming through are these demonic beings that are disturbing the minds and hearts of people all over the planet right now. This is biblical, and I'm not religious, you know. I'm not going to appear on a pulpit preaching to you. I, I'm far from being a traditionally religious person. Um, somebody asked me, why did you start believing the Bible. I said, well, I started reading it. You know, it's, well, why did you stop believing in the Bible? Well, I, I finished reading it. We, we, by the time you get to the end, and I I have yet to meet a preacher, a priest, anybody, a religious person goes to church every Sunday. Nobody has read the Bible. I've read the Bible from cover to cover three times. And really taking my time looking at everything. I wrote a book, To Believe or Not to Believe, The Social Neurological Consequences of Belief Systems. It's still available on Amazon. And I, I talk in there that at that time, I think there was 22 religious wars going on. There's so many citations in there about uh, taking slaves and beating them, but being careful of their teeth and their eyes, uh, how you can beat your women. My goodness. Leviticus and Deuteronomy is like terrible. You know, we, we, we need to redact some of that stuff if we really want people to take it serious. Um, but that being said, uh, I, I think Christianity probably is our best bet right now uh, to fight back against this. The trouble is, <clears throat> excuse me, the trouble is, is the people they're fighting back aren't the preachers and the priests and the people up on the pulpit. It's truckers. Why aren't the preachers going into Washington, D.C. or in Canada protesting? I think it's because they've been taken over by demonic spirits. And if you read the Bible, it says that that is what will happen. And I can see that happening. And I, I don't know if these are self-fulfilling prophecies where... Idiots and morons just read this stuff and un unconsciously try to make it come true. Or if these are real prophecies that we're living in right now and we're getting ready to see the, the end of days, whatever that might mean to uh, thinking or unthinking people. Because when it starts happening, it's going to happen to all of us. So 
And they're coming. They're coming. I'm, I'm going to play something sort of uh, comical but at the same time. I mean, I hope you're watching this because the visual of this is is the funny part. Uh, what they're actually alluding to and saying, it, it's it's not funny on some level. Now, keep in mind that this is done in a kind of a, a joke, a comedy form. Um, and it ends with George Carlin, which is always interesting, to say the least. And I think you need to sort of sit back and, and watch this and realize that there is a, a deep element of truth here. I'm just going to let it play. And uh, if you're watching this, just I'm sorry if, if it's disturbing. And all of our freedoms hang by a thread. And the military apparatus of this country is about to be handed over to scum. We're beholden to scum. Russian scum. Please, if you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! The function of all life is survival. Sleep. 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 Oh, my God! Oh, my God! They're coming! They're coming! Help! Help! They're coming! They're coming! Listen to me! Listen! Help me! You're an expert, please, please. You're an expert in danger. Please listen to me. Something terrible. Please, you're an expert. They are. They're already here. Help. You're next. We're coming. We're coming. Sleep. The seed is planted. Sleep. Sleep. Terror grows. Wake up. Get you when you sleep. Sit up. Invasion of the body snatchers. All of a sudden, they're growing like parasites. Is it contagious? It's Three homies. It looked right at me. You need to get out. You're looking at it as if it was human. It was not human. Now, the classic fear begins to grow. We're being cornered. In a modern masterpiece of science fiction. They're barricading the street. Invasion of the body statues. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. It's Alex Jones. Because that's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic population obsessed with, with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing, germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from in this country? Have you noticed this? The media constantly running stories about all the latest infections, salmonella, E. coli, hantavirus, bird flu, and, and Americans, are they panic easily. So now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands, trying to avoid all contact with germs. It's ridiculous, and it goes to ridiculous lengths. Fear of germs, why these 
fucking pussies. Hey, where's your sense of adventure? Take a fucking chance, will you? Besides, what do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So, so listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs. What are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid shit? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get sick, you're going to die, and you're going to deserve it because you're fucking weak and you got a fucking weak immune system. tell you a true story. I wish he was still alive. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what he has to say today. He'd probably be along the same lines. Now what he's going to say here, I remember when I was a kid in West Virginia, my parents, this is during the, the polio uh, epidemic, That that's another story, along with AIDS and everything else. Uh, they wouldn't let me play in the rainwater in the gutters, because we used to go out where we had a curb and a gutter and we'd build little dams and, you know, have our little boats and stuff. And my parents wouldn't let me play in that because they said I could catch polio, uh, which turned out not to be true at all. Uh, but my mom did tell me, I remember the shoe stores, we'd go into a shoe store and they had these little x-ray machines where you could put your foot there and you could see the bones in your feet. And she told me, she Son, you get away from that. You stay away from that. You don't know what that might be doing. Well, thank God I listened to her because now we have people walk barely walking around from those days that did that. And uh, it just sort of liquefied so much of their bone structure. It's ridiculous. About immunization, okay? When I was a little boy in New York City in the 1940s, we swam in the Hudson River and it was filled with raw sewage, Okay. We swam in raw sewage, you know, to cool off. And at that time, the big fear was polio. Thousands of kids died from polio every year. But you know something? In my neighborhood, no one ever got polio. No one ever. You know why? Because we swam in raw sewage. It strengthened our immune systems. The polio never had a prayer. We were tempered in raw shit. And that's the truth, you know. We we have to. Matter of fact, it's when you're a kid, just growing up, it's good to get the measles and chicken box and all that because that ignites your immune system. They know this now. The the kids that are completely protected from childhood illness, they grow up and their their immune system isn't as strong because it hasn't been kicked into gear as a young child. But there's so many things we've been told that's crazy. I, I don't even know where to start sometimes. Okay, now I don't know if you know who Mike Adams is, but um, actually I have a cousin named Mike Adams too. Uh, Mike Adams, Natural News. He, he's a excellent researcher, uh, pretty grounded, and he won't come out and say things that he's just speculating on. He waits to get a full, better grounded picture of what's going on before he says too much. So you can pretty much trust most of the things I've heard him say. Um, same thing with Alex Jones. I mean, 
if you're thinking Alex Jones is the the Sandy Hook guy and that's get over it. I mean, 90, 95% of everything Alex Jones has ever said has been true. The number one hashtag, or last time I checked, it was number one, was Alex Jones was right. Um, that doesn't happen. His book, uh, The Great Reset, was number one for quite a while in the world. In the world. Um, this doesn't happen because people are thinking he's full of bullshit. You know, this happens because people, you ought to read his book, by the way. Uh, it's not at all what you might expect. It, it's really palatable to the, the fence-setting uh, people out there that um, are vacillating back and forth on, on which way, which direction to take their lives and their attention. It's uh, well-written, and it's mostly the words of the elite that he's bringing out. Their plans. You know, Alex Jones, myself, many, 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 many others, we're not psychic. You know, we're reading what they're telling us they're going to do. Uh, watch Endgame. You, you can pull, I think you can pull it up, not probably YouTube, but on Rumble, you could probably pull it up. Endgame was Alex Jones, 2007. He accurately predicts everything that we're going through right now. So when somebody does that, whether you like the messenger or not, it it might behoove you uh, to get out of your own way and listen to the message. Now, this is Mike Adams. We're going to interrupt it and break it and listen to what he's saying because he's talking about uh, these mouse and rat studies that they've done and how they're using that uh, to bring out the fact that population is bad. Come to find out, if you really drill down into these studies, population isn't what collapses the mouse or the rat social structure. It's something else. And what it brings out is exactly what we're looking at right now. Just listen. Thing. The, there are mass murderers who are living today who I believe have murdered or they've been complicit in the murder of far more people than Hitler did. And those people are guests on CNN, by the way. And in my opinion, this is my opinion, I believe Fauci is complicit in the mass murder of millions, even tens of millions globally, uh, of human beings. And so why is it okay for, for the mainstream media to have that kind of monster of society, a monster against humanity, to have him and celebrate him and give him awards, and, and then they would condemn the speech of someone like Ye, which, of course, again, we found his speech abhorrent, and yet Ye himself has not killed anybody, to my knowledge. So we need to keep that perspective in, in mind as we hear these, these words and we think about who the media is celebrating. The media is celebrating mass murderers every day, in my opinion, Alan. And, and so we should hit that first. Uh, it, it, Rand Paul just gets better and better. He says, look, Fauci created the virus. We're going to get him. He's red-handed. He's going to prison. That's the truth. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But since you mentioned it, here's Madeleine Albright. For those who don't know, Clinton tripled the sanctions that George Herbert Walker Bush put in. They estimate his sanctions killed about a half million. The, the uh, sanctions carried out by uh, by the Clinton crime network killed over a million and a half, over 500,000 being children. She said she'd do it again. It was a good price to pay. She, they lauded her like she was like like she was Mother Teresa when she died last year. 
That's how sick it is. I'm bad for questioning a shooting. She's good for killing 500,000 children. Here's a clip. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. Okay, so I don't want to hear the... So, I mean, when you, what, what kind of uh, thing are you pulling off where half a million children dying is worth it? There must be another way to go about this. Okay, now we're going to be listening to Mike Adams talk about the, the Calhoun experiments, which is what the globalists are basing their rationale on. And it's all wrong. It's totally wrong. Uh, but they they believe their version of it. So let's listen to somebody that's got into this and listen to what he says about, I mean, these people are basing what they're doing to your lives on a false premise. Coming up next segment, I got to tell you, Alex, the entire theory of overpopulation is wrong. And a lot of that theory was based on this particular study. Turns out it's not overpopulation that destroys societies. There, there aren't too many people. What happens is we've turned our world into a welfare state where people have lost the ability to transfer knowledge to their offspring or to even have viable offspring that know how to navigate the world and navigate challenges. And that's exactly of, uh, what they're implementing. So hold, hold your powder because right. I want to, as yes, one big congruent report, this is so important. I want to really have you go through this. This is so, this is so revolutionary. And, and, and extrapolating this clearly from your research, you're a scientist as well. They're using this model to artificially do this today. Well, yes, exactly. So, so they are using that, that they think it's true. And they're using that to say to themselves, the globalists saying that they are saving the future of humanity by depopulating the world and carrying out genocide. So that's why then they unleash the engineered food scarcity, the, the energy destruction, the uh, culture wars, the destruction of the family, and, and so on. Because again, they, they tell themselves they're saving the world, but they're not. They're actually complicit in the destruction of the world. And we're, we're going to expose all of this and turn this around. And, you know, look, the, the truth is that our planet can support far more than 8 billion people, by the way. I and mean, we just crossed 8 billion. We can support far more. And, but we're going to lose, I think, 1 to 2 billion people, Alex, in the next decade because of what the globalists have already set into motion. I, I literally think we're going to lose at least 1 billion people. And it's not just the vaccines. It is the starvation. Look at what's happening in Europe. The energy has been cut off, uh, partly because of the Nord Stream pipelines, as you know. But in addition, the European culture of, of the government there has said, we are not allowing you, the people, to extract resources from European land. So they are basically trying. Now, this, this is so strange to me. How do you get a whole country to self-implode on purpose? Uh, and the only explanation I can come up with is some kind of interdimensional entities coming in on these low frequencies of negativity and disrupting people's cognitive function and making them suicidal where they don't even realize they're committing suicide. But if I go out and destroy my food supply and I have no money to replace it, what am I doing? I, I'm committing suicide uh, in, in a most 
egregious way. And when I do that for a vast part of the population, that's genocide. I mean, we need to start being honest here because this is really, really, really happening. And it's getting worse by the day. By the day. So let's just continue on here. To dissociate humanity Including from the basic earth. farming. They put the head of the Netherlands That's right. who's cutting off their farms and charge the whole system to shut down farms worldwide. That is direct genocide. That's not cutting off pipelines to cars. That's cutting off the food pipeline to humans. That is the definition of siege. Well, yes. And, and Alex, I'm telling you, they are going to unleash another massive pandemic to try to put people into camps when the uprising gets bad, which is going to happen sometime in 2023, especially in Europe. So people are going to freeze and starve to death. People are going to lose their jobs like never before. There's a deindustrialization of Europe that is accelerating. Shutdown of so many companies, all the metal smelting operations, glass manufacturers. Mike, I, listen, I'm going to just stop you. That's the only thing about listening to Alex Jones. He, he interrupts his guests quite a bit, but it's just part of who he is and what he does. So, you know. Bear with it a little bit. I'm going to stop interrupting. Won't people understand? <laughs> this isn't your opinion. This is their plan. And when you said we're going to stop them, we have senators. We have Rand Paul. We have world leaders listening to you and I and this audience. So when we tell the audience this show and your show and others is beyond critical to the future of humanity. That's not bragging, people. This is life and death. We know their battle plan. We know how to beat them. And we're getting traction. That's why we're so important. And we need your support and your word of mouth. This is a total war. It's coming. I have children. I want to stop this. This is not a game. Sorry. Well, not at all. Actually, I, I appreciate you interrupting because this is a back and forth and you add emphasis and new questions that I hadn't thought of as well. So interrupting. I mean, it's your show. Do interrupt anytime you want. I'm saying I want people to get I, how, I, how, how much trouble we're in and how real are. this is. This is a world collapse plan. We've got to stop it. You know, the reason I'm leaving Alex Jones on here, even though he, he might be irritating for some of you, it just shows, I mean, how can you do what he's been doing for 28 years and not get almost violently upset at so many people that just refuse to simply look at what's going on? Look at the evidence. I, I get I get frustrated, too. I, I'm becoming sort of a recluse, uh, sort of a hermit. I feel myself being more and more isolated. Um, I've got my chickens, getting a couple of goats here pretty soon, and I have a really good garden. When I shut that gate, um, my world's fine. Uh, and and it's it takes everything in me sometimes to open that gate and drive out of here and go to town to do shopping or whatever. Because... Um, it's sad, too, because when I go to town, I see my Lotus Guide stands sitting there. I, I need to do something with them. I think Upgraded Living wants to, to buy them. Uh, I'd like to see them go to some good. And Upgraded Living has been more than fair to us, too, over the years. They've let us use their stands and stuff. So I'm going to try to work out something with them. But it's still sad. I mean, <clears throat> 19 years of uh, blood, sweat, and tears of just trying to get good information out there to the public. And yeah, we had quite a few readers. Uh, you know, we were doing we were doing 22,000 magazines at one time, 
before the Paradise Fire and before the lockdowns, before the 2008 financial crisis, and it, it just hammered us pretty good. And, but we were still doing 13, 14, 15,000 magazines, and they were being picked up. But uh, our demographics have changed. Uh, a lot of young people moving in from the Bay, uh, just, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say anymore about that because they're going to pay a heavy price in their life if the thinking, rational, critical thinking adults don't really grab a hold of this, turn things around. And, um, yeah. But I was speaking face-to-face with international war correspondent Michael Yan yesterday, Y-O-N. I, I encourage you to have him on if you haven't yet. Michael Yan told me point blank. He said, look, I've studied famines. I've studied war and pandemics and collapse. He's an avid reader. He studied hundreds of famines throughout the history of Japan and Thailand and Asia and Ireland and so on. He says, look, in every famine, there are certain local communities that survive with zero losses while other communities are wiped out around them. And the difference is that the leaders of those local communities taught decentralization of food production. So they were teaching people to store food and to learn how to grow food. And as a result, even when famines wiped out huge percentages of populations, in some cases, 30, 40, 50 percent of the existing population, there were pockets that were zero percent lost. And say what, and you, want about what, the, what, say what you want about the Mormons. They have been dead right on this. Well, exactly. And. And a lot of other groups and preppers have been proven right again and again. So here's, here's the bottom line. Yes, the globalists are going to kill billions of people. And the reason he says that is because of the amount of vaccinations out there that's already killing people. Like I say, C died suddenly on Rumble.com. Um, but it's not only the vaccinations. It's whatever viruses and plagues they intend on releasing because they're already telling us that there's going to be another pandemic, uh, and, and they're not psychic either. This is part of the plan, but they're going to starve people to death. They're going to freeze people to death, and if you don't get that, you're going to be one of them, and um, I, I've never been like even close to being considered a fear monger or anything, but uh, there's certain things you need to be afraid of. And this is one of them. We're hard to kill, right? So your listeners, you and I and the people that we know, the people we run with, we are very hard to kill. We are going to be able to survive this, even though the oblivious masses, sadly, as much as we try to warn them, they refuse to prepare. And Mike, let me make this announcement now, and I'm going to give you the floor when we come back, but this is important. This is what I, this is what I think about nightmares of the time. We're not going to be able to save things now, folks. We can back it off. No, we're not. Make their plan be terminated later. But the, the collapse they've already initiated, the first phase, we're not getting out of it. So I'm now shifting from trying to save things and stop the whole thing to people should now spend 50% of their time getting ready to protect yourself. The other 50 trying to mitigate how bad it's going to get. But we've passed the point of being able to stop this now. So people just better get ready. People that's really knowing what's going on right now, they're in this predicament too. Uh, it's, it's a phase that you go through. Like, I've given up trying to talk to people and wake them up. If they haven't awoke by now, they've been either taken over by some demonic interdimensional entity or mass formation psychosis, um, but you can't get them out of it. it, it they're done. 
probably 20, 30% of the people, they're done. They're not going to make it. And this is incredible to have to say this, but we're not going back, folks. We're, we're entering into a new world. And the new world order that they talk about, that's not the new world you want. Uh, the new world we're going to be ushered into, no matter what happens, is going to be challenging beyond your wildest imagination. It's going to be really challenging. But at the same time, it's going to be exciting. And exciting isn't the exact word I would like to use, but we're going into a time, this this time period, we're going through a shift of consciousness. Uh, I believe this has happened in the past, and it's been written about, um, like in the Bible, where it says Adam and Eve suddenly looked down and saw their nakedness. That was indicating a shift in in awareness of their identity. They went from a, a vegetable, low animal state of reacting to the environment to a state of actually being aware that they exist. And they looked down and saw, oh my God, I'm I'm naked and walking around here. It gets into another story, but they seen some of the other beings around them had clothes on and they started wondering why. That was a shift of consciousness. I think we're going through a shift of consciousness right now or at least some of us will uh, call it the rapture, call it whatever you want to call it. But if your frequency is high enough and you haven't been embodied by these interdimensional entities, you're going to be able to shift and entrain to the frequencies. I can feel it coming in, by the way. And I, I'm, I'm sort of not your really, really touchy-feely guy, but it's so strong that I'm feeling it. And what I'm feeling is a resonant, a frequency, a vibration coming in that's stirring my soul. And it came in probably three or four years ago and made me start preparing. That's the reason when the vaccinations first came out, first thing I started telling everybody, don't take them because I really feel like it's going to sever your connection with spirit. And the fact that it had 666 in the patent it has 6666 in the house rules. It has Luciferus as part of the ingredients. It's a, what people don't understand about a mRNA upgrade. It, it is a messenger RNA upgrade. It's changing your DNA forever and all of your offspring. We've already screwed humanity up now. I, I don't know how it's going to go back together because uh, when you look at some of the young people out there, they're oblivious. Do you, do you know uh, Monroe and one of the other signers of the uh, Constitution Declaration of Independence, do you know that they were teenagers when, when it was signed? And, and I hear people talking about white rage and white elitism and those old global white people that started it, they were, they were young people. They were young. Some of them were teenagers. My God, but look at the teenagers today. They're, they're stuck on their iPhones, on Snapchat or uh, TikTok or whatever else, mind-blowing kind of uh, pedophilia 
weirdness you can see on these things. They're, they're totally gone into it. And they're filled with rage against anybody that brings that out. That was part of the, the problem I was having with the Lotus Guide, because I was trying to talk sense to people. But you can't talk sense to people that are under a, a hypnotic kind of a delusionary thinking. And they get together with other people that are hypnotically deluded. And they think the whole world is them and their perspective, not realizing that they're filtering out all of the contrary evidence that would indicate otherwise. Completely agree. We're, we're, we're past the Rubicon on this. There are billions, again, at minimum 1 billion, maybe more, who will not make it. That's, that's my opinion. And, and by the way, Alex, I, I'm sorry about my video quality is not the best. We're trying to set up a new studio here with fiber optics and everything. We're, we're trying to make progress to, to, to have a better uh, broadcast. But anyway, we're in the process of that. Thank you. for. You know what? I just now recognize the time. Oh, my God. Where does time go? Man. I don't know. I'm going to have to call this uh, quits for now, I think. And uh, here, here's my here's my two cents in closing. If you haven't come to grips with what's going on right now, uh, you're probably not watching this podcast, for one. Um, I, I even have family that, that can't hear this because they have so many other problems that uh, it's just this is too overwhelming. And I, I have to give them space and bless them and remember my true spiritual family is out in the world right now. It's not necessarily my blood family. And that's that's a sad one. But Kahil Gibran said that in The Prophet. You find your true spiritual family out in the world as you're living your life and on your journey. And I know people in my life now that I've just met that knows me better than people in my old life that's known me for 25 years knows me. That's how much I've changed, and they can't really see that change. Um, it's sad, but you know what? I, I, I get over it and, and start moving on, because that's what life's about, is finishing this journey and finishing it as a conscious person. And I want to be conscious when I die, which the way things are looking might be sooner than I originally projected. Um, I would like to see my dog grow up and get old. And uh, we'd be about the same age when he's 10 years older from now. We're going to be about the same age, I guess. Maybe him and I could die together. Um, I, I really actually feel like continuing talking, but I can see the clocks running out on me. Just thank you very much for tuning in. And if you feel inclined to give, inclined to give a donation, you can go to lotusguide.com forward slash donation. And um, you can always mail donations to me. Uh, my mailing address is new, uh, which is P.O. Box 1521, Miguelia, California, 95954. And um, my email is rahasia at usa.com. And once again, uh, thank you for tuning in. And please like, share, send this thing on to your friends. 
if you feel so inclined. And um, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you.